Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno and Nick. What it do? Welcome to the QTB podcast. We're so glad you could join us. My name is Bruno, and with me, as always, is my childhood friend and co-host, Nick Stunt Junkman. That's like a, I'm like a discount Evil Knievel. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's me, definitely Stunt got Junkman. that '80s action character vibe to yeah. it. I don't know, but <laughs> there's definitely like I can see the kids like clamoring for Stunt Junkman. Yes. you know, and Stunt Junkman already has like more appeal than that action hero guy that you know you you couldn't convince your parents action to man. buy you. Yeah. Remember, uh, yeah. action, yeah, action man. See, he's so generic that I literally couldn't think of. Yeah. <laughs> Like action man, that's that's close enough. Like. That name kind of gives me like Stretch Armstrong vibes. He was awesome back in the back in the nineties. He was at oh his, yeah. his his arms could stretch out to next week next because he was made of corn syrup. They really it was a high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> was he? Is that what? It, yeah, was that what was in yeah, there? Yeah, because people started buying him again, and like he's already they, he he dries out over time, so he doesn't really stretch like he used yeah. to. <laughs> Don't we all, yeah. Nick? Isn't that just isn't that just like yep. uh, the perfect summation of getting older? We all dry up and can't can't stretch as much once we get older. That's so. it. Yeah, but you know what does stand the test of time, Bruno, and that is our giveaway. Compliments of Pierce Unlimited. As you know, every yeah. month we are giving away a sweet prize pack from Pierce Unlimited through the Pierce Unlimited Pop Art Vaults exclusive merch you can't yes. get anywhere else. And if you want to get in on our March drawing, you still have a little bit of time. You just need to uh, leave us a, uh, a review, not just a rating, but a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Um, and, of course, subscribe to us on there as well. And you are going to be automatically entered. Listen to the first podcast in April and every other month because if you don't win uh, March's giveaway, you're going to be re-entered every month until you do win. So it's a it's a literal win-win situation for you. Yeah, um, really. You, you can't go wrong. So, again, thanks to our friends uh, at PierceUnlimited.com. I believe they're our sponsor as well, right, Bruno? Yes, they are. Uh, they're... They're our sponsor every day because they're awesome and they help us produce the show. And it's also me. So for marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business, visit PierceUnlimited.com. Uh, Nick, I know we have so many things to get to get into today and I can't wait any longer what do we got in store for everyone? What's the, what's the overview look like? A lot to talk about today, and later on we're going to be chatting about the this new uh, ID at Xbox event that just happened uh, a little earlier um, before the stream started, and that is going to be you know all these new independent indie titles that are coming out to the Xbox Series S and X. Uh, Sixty titles, twenty two yeah. of which are going to be wow. on Xbox Game Pass day one. So we'll be getting into uh, just the the sheer amount of content that was uh, dropped earlier today during that event. Also. So we're going to be talking about Razer, who, as we know, normally into gaming products, but they've been stepping out into some weird and wacky <laughs> ideas and are going to be producing a mask that they had teased earlier, one of those N95 respirator masks. So we got to talk about nice. that. Um, and yes. later on in the bonus round, I am talking with Michelle from Recombobulator Games. They are a studio of devs consisting of former uh, people that worked on the Mass Effect series, Dead Space, and more. Wow. It's incredible. And they are putting out this new game called Spaceboat, which is like this throwback to that classic adventure game style point and click like on, in the PC days. Um, so I, wow. I, it's, it's, it looks really fun. And we'll be chatting with her about uh, about that game and and. Just kind of about indie gaming in general. It's a great, it's a great chat. But the first story for today, Bruno, is Outriders. So they're they're in the news again, and this time for a of little course. bit of a different reason. <laughs> yeah, it's not about the hype of Outriders, but rather they made a pretty bold statement. So you know, cheating in these types of games is pretty rampant, especially in these looter shooters where you know the the way that you the people sink hours into the game is to grind and improve their character. And if there's a way to bypass yeah. that, like with the loot cave, you know, that people will take it every time. Now, remember, your yeah. progress in the Outriders demo will actually carry over into the main game when it launches, really, so I think April 1st um, is when it's coming wow. out. Yeah, it's, it's right around the corner. So, um, and, we, and we got it on Game Pass, so high five. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, so... Already a win. Yeah, it's already a win. But what's going to happen here is they have made an announcement because they saw that you know, a small portion of their player base was cheating and using that to get all sorts of you know free legendary weapons in preparation for the for the release of the game. 
Now, of course, different game studios over the years, Bruno, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, have had creative ways of dealing with people that get caught cheating rather than just giving them the ban hammer. They kind of, they kind of, oh, yeah. there's, there's a lot of fun ways that they, they deal with it, but they're kind of throwing down the gauntlet now and firing off a warning flare and saying, hey, we see you guys. They even call one guy out in the post. So scary. Yeah, it is. They're like, hey, hey, that guy that gave himself 600 legendary weapons. We saw that, <laughs> which is amazing. Like seriously caught himself out. He's like sitting there counting his entire weapon. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, two. Oh, good. It was only 575. We're, we're good. good. It wasn't me. We're good over yeah. here. <laughs> But yeah, so what he's doing, or what uh, what Outriders uh, Square Enix is doing with Outriders, is they are basically laying out what's going to happen for people that get caught cheating in this game, whether that means aimbotting or you know acquiring loot through. I mean, now not like like loot caves, like they they said like it's it's unfortunate people chose to farm that way, yeah. but it's not that's not an exploit. It's just. You know, it's a grindy yeah. game, and they found the quickest way to get yep. the loot. But anybody who actually gets caught cheating is going to see account-wide repercussions. It's not just going to be character-specific. Um, cheaters are not going to be able to matchmake with legit players, okay? So matchmaking okay, is going to yeah. take significantly longer. Now, Bruno, fair enough, fair these enough. are not the first guys to do this. Essentially, what they're doing is creating oh, a yeah. cheater purgatory, where rather than... <laughs> Just put them, you know, uh, ban them and, and be done with it, and they know they're probably going to buy the game again. They make it a little harder to figure out, and in this case, they're going to put you in a server with other people who are cheating when you match bake. Now, this is not the first game series to do this. Do you know who it was? Oh, uh, I I want to say, like, I feel like Titanfall d- yeah. did, did something very ding, ding, ding. similar. Yeah, it was. I, is, that, is that the one? Yeah. Was I mean, I can't believe yeah. that was the first one that actually banned, like punished people for, for cheating specifically. But I do remember Titanfall coming out and saying, well, instead of, like, instead of you not being able to play the game, we're just going to pitch you against other people that cheat as well, right. which yeah. <laughs> I can't, I just would love to be a fly on the wall in that, in that like server room, because yeah. seriously, that's, that's just incredible. I've seen, I've gone into older, like certain games, especially in the call of duty series, uh, modern warfare two, I think specifically, yeah. you can actually still go in, play modern warfare on the Xbox 360. And for the most part, it's like the wild west one there because they don't monitor cheating yeah. on some of those older games. And because the servers are still up, you can actually still play the game and people are just like running around at super speeds. They've got aim bots and this is on console. Nick, yeah. like I'm playing here, I'm playing on oh, Xbox. Yeah. I didn't realize this stuff was possible and they're running around. It's, it's, it's incredible. So that, that type of stuff still, still exists. And it's just, it's always funny when, when cheaters get the ban hammer or when they get, you know, kind of like their own special. I, I enjoy a little creativity that is more than just a ban where we can kind of we can kind of point and be like, ha ha. But um, yeah, so in Titanfall, then <laughs> it was probably one of the funniest press releases I've ever seen in a game where they put it out and they just kind of it was like a, a letter to cheaters. And they said, hey, great yeah. news. You get to keep playing Titanfall. Less great news. Oh, love it. You only get to play with other cheaters. You can play with banned <laughs> players in something that will resemble the Wimbledon of aimbot contests. Hopefully, the aimbot <laughs> cheat that you paid for really is the best, or these all cheater matches could be very frustrating for you. Good luck. <laughs> I love it. I just, I just wish there was like a like a whole like subreddit of just people that were just like, okay, game on, let's do yeah, this. Exactly. You know, and then there's people like that are number one, number one aim bot for Titanfall. Yeah, cheaters. Yeah, it's gonna be out right on the website, <laughs> like, right? Like it's proven, proven, <laughs> battle tested. Battle tested. Yeah. yeah, that really would be actually really good marketing for these guys mm-hmm. to just like get on those servers and be like, okay, here we go. We're going to test our aimbot amongst the best. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, that's totally, totally my type of banning. Uh, I do know that, that Bungie was really strict when it came to, to like the ban hammer. Any type of exploit that you would use, they would, it, it, same thing for like farming. Like if, if they found that you were farming, in their game which is not the way it was intended to go they would sit there and ban you for because they can like they are notorious for being the strictest i think one of the strictest uh and this is this was uh bungie at the time 
Um, now that 343 has taken over, I think they've all kind of mellowed yeah. out a little bit, but they were high strung there for a while. Yeah, and they needed to be. Yeah, because uh, there was it, it was pretty easy to get in there and kind of and manipulate things, you know, Xbox Live and, yeah. and anti-cheat detections you know on on console yeah. games weren't really that good and probably still aren't but and he, here's the interesting thing about outriders so you know this whole thing with putting cheaters in their own server that's been done before as we as we just talked about but they've come up with some very creative solutions that i have not seen before because the single player components like if you're not matchmaking with other people then you know you're set because you can play this game solo and yeah. they have to, to punish those people even further they have they're going to put a permanent watermark over top of your game while you're playing it that brand i don't know what it's gonna say i'm sure it'll be something real funny but like like not legit account or void i just maybe just void, <laughs> void. no or just no just a huge no just a huge x yeah <laughs> um i can't get gameplay either man this sucks yeah so you can play Mom. but you're gonna be constantly reminded and any screenshots and uh, gameplay videos of the game that you take to try and share with your friends of all your cool stuff they're gonna be like oh yeah like you can't get rid of that um, so that's, Ugh. that's actually very clever. I'm not sure I've ever seen anyone else try something that, that different before, right? Uh, not to my knowledge. I think it's fun when, when, um, companies get creative in the way they punish people for misusing their product because, you know, we all want to have fun and listen, I am a, a huge proponent of, of classic cheat codes. I miss desperately yeah. that so many games from our childhood had all these amazing cheat codes that you can unlock or they would just be part of the game from the get-go. And, you know, I, that was get-go, not the get-go. Gecko, yeah. which it may have <laughs> It may have sounded like that. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> Like for example, and I I hate to I hate to always bring this up, but it's my go-to. Like Goldeneye 007, yeah. there were so many cheat codes for that that you could turn on big head mode, paintball mode, mm -hmm. dual wield all the weapons, yeah. you know, infinite bullets, all the weapons, inf infinite health, like yeah. invisibility, all those crazy ones, all yeah. these little things that it just made the game so replayable. I miss that. I miss how games really went out of their way to provide an experience for you that could last without having to download DLC or, you know, this update or that update just to have fun. Like it was prepackaged. And I know we're actually going to be talking a little bit about that later, which is very interesting. But, you know, for me, it just, I really miss classic cheat codes and I'm, I'm glad that that gta still does that yeah for the most part like grand theft auto you can get on spawn a tank and and just go to town so yeah. i'm really excited about the the future of of something like grand theft auto 6 where we might get more more cheat codes but i feel like these game companies need to go back to that original when you were a kid and you wanted to play, what did you want yeah. in a video game? Like don't punish people for having these crazy things. And that's why so many people play grand theft auto uh, on PC yeah. because you can, you know, have a, a rocket launcher or a machine gun that shoots out cars. Right. I've yeah. seen that before. <laughs> everything. It is everything. Whatever you want from incredible. the modding community in GTA, they can make it happen for you. <laughs> I love the one the guy the guy they they made they, they so made a funny. piano um a car that you could mount and the guy was just driving around like playing the piano while Vanessa Carlton was playing <laughs> making my way downtown walking fast yeah I saw that it's there's so many mods for Grand Theft Auto that it I, I really wish they could come to console yep. like I, you know, single player or something like that. I want to be able to shoot cars out of machine guns. Like I, I got jealous many hitting, times, hitting a yeah. especially hitting GTA a pedestrian. Um, but, you know, even those classic games, Bruno, a lot of them had these clever ways of dealing with someone that was cheating or at least like operating in the game outside of the way that they wanted you to. You know, you talk about classic games like Goldeneye, but uh, here's an example for you. Banjo-Kazooie, they mess with you because in, in, okay. in the sand level, there's those all those letters on the floor that you could like ground pound and spell things out and you need to do that to get one of the mm -hmm. chickies but there was you could put cheat codes in, into the into that into that 
that grid. And if it was a correct code, you would unlock a cheat. Well, there were certain cheats that were really overpowered. And if you entered too many of them, Gruntilda, the witch in the game, she would warn you like, hey, do it again and uh, you're, there's going to be trouble. And if you did it again, she would literally delete your save file. What? Like your entire <laughs> save file? Yeah. Like it's just gone? Yeah, she would delete your wow. save file. Um, so, you know, there, there were some... Um, some games that would just go out of their way to, you know, like give you the option to cheat, but then be like, well, we didn't want you to cheat like that or just like poke fun at you. Um, or some games that would just like kill you outright. But even so, Guild Wars, this one was hilarious, um, the MMO. So, you know, obviously in that kind of game, you want to farm things like materials, right? Yeah. There's this, there, yeah, yeah. when you first spawn into the game, in the starting area, there's this pasture of cows, okay? And of course, everyone's going to kill the cows and skin them for leather. Well, people realize very yeah, early, I can, one does. yeah, I can just you know keep coming over and 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 leave and come back in, and it's just you know kill the cows, leave, kill the cows. Everybody does this in MMOs, right? Yeah. But they're yeah. like, you know what? No, no, that's not how this is going to work. So if you kill too many cows in Guild Wars, it's like the the the, the cuckoos in, uh, in 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 Zelda, they will spawn in yeah. this giant cow that's labeled the Bovine Defense Force Initiative. It's this god level. <laughs> that you can't beat and he will just wreck your wreck your world um and it, you can, even even like people have like formed raids to try and take him down and he's like he's like a cow jesus he is he comes yeah. down <laughs> yeah a cow terminator sent from the future do, 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 do. i'll be bovine um that's, that's all I, that's all i'll I can do. be beef i'll be beef yeah very good um but yeah so they they, they would put stuff like that in there where it's like they know that like they subvert expectations. It's not necessarily cheating, but you know they're like, ah, that's not how we want you to play the game. So uh, here comes the the bovine defense force. Um, and even in GTA Online, they people figured out how to spawn in the what was that 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 vehicle? It was called the Duco Death from single player. It was like this armored vehicle that was crazy overpowered, never meant for multiplayer. But people figured out <laughs> how to spawn it online. And so rather than just ban them or just remove it from online, they kept it in the game, Bruno, but with a cat with a catch. When you would get in the vehicle online, the car would detonate, killing you on the spot, and then the vehicle would be removed from your inventory. Yeah, so that was a genius way to deal with it. Like I said, have some fun with it. Yeah, really. (laughs) But uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff um, with with that. And again, it's good to see Outriders taking a stance on this very early on and letting people know, like, hey, we see you. Not that many people actually cheating, but it just it, it, it instills so much more confidence in the people that are putting in the hours that you know they're they're not being subverted by these people that want to take the the easy road. You know, uh, well, hey, a lot more a lot more to cover here, so we're going to keep this ball rolling uh, right after this. We're back. It is six thirty-seven a.m. Man, you early birds are listening to the podcast just at all times of the day. Yeah. But I hope you're enjoying it, Nick. We have some more exciting news, and you know, I'm I'm pretty sure we're just gonna have to put in parentheses next to quit the build the um, Xbox Game Pass uh, gaming <laughs> news segment. I because hate to do it, but we're <laughs> it's it's, it's, what, mean, what's in the news, man. Listen, their PR person is just on point, on point right now. Like, they are really killing it with the staggered releases of, we're going to get our name in the news, and it's another another thing with the Game Pass, which our friends over at One Hour, One Decision uh, podcast are going to have even more More games. More games to choose from when it comes to uh, picking a random game and playing it for an hour. So what's up? What's the list look like today? (laughs) So it was the ID at Xbox event that happened. And what they did was they they showcased uh, 60 different indie games that are going to be coming to the Xbox Series S and X. Um, And 22 of those games, Bruno, are going to be on Game Pass day one. So a lot of uh, things to be excited about. And a lot of games that uh, kind of caught people's eye. Um, We can kind of just kind of, you know, run down the list of, of the, the Game Pass ones rather than a list of 60 games. So, for example, Art of the Rally, <laughs> um, if you are into rally racing, and I like that top-down perspective um, where you can drive iconic yeah. cars from the 60s. Do you remember that arcade racing game? I forget the guy. It was it was some racer in today oh, yeah. where the four, you had the four wheels and you would do like the... the like yep. it was like it was like arena racing, derby racing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, I totally remember that. Yeah. That was a lot of fun, and I feel like there was there were always like there there were two types of people when you played that arcade game. There were the people that instantly got it, 
and understood the like yeah. physics of the where the car was. Yeah. And then there were people that didn't get it and instantly ended up in the bottom right corner right. Of, and used of all the of track, their nitrous like, going... within five seconds. <laughs> and they had no more left for like, the race. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, so yes, love the game, game has the same like like top down style, which is why I, I referenced that. So that's gonna be nice. that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, Astria ascending, uh, turn based JRPG. Um, and with those, it's tough to di- without like seeing the game, it's tough to differentiate one from the other. Quite frankly, um, Backbone, uh, noir role playing detective adventure game. You get to play as a as a raccoon, private uh, hey, a detective raccoon. That's what I'm talking about. That's always fun. Yeah. I miss that. You know what I mean? Like I said, we're we're moving into this this uh, this you know era of realistic games and that's all fine and well but sometimes you just want to be a raccoon that's solving mysteries or a you know a secret agent gecko like in (laughs) that nintendo (laughs) yeah gex from n64 right that was fun yeah um oh and speaking of uh, uh, crazy out there games how about boyfriend dungeon which is a dungeon crawler that is all about dating your weapons they're calling it a shack and slash game wow i i okay so when you when you initially told me you know we're we're going to be talking about boyfriend dungeon on the show. I'm thinking <laughs> this is some hot topics girls yeah. like, you know, basement thing. Like what is this? She's like, <laughs> you know, basement I keep my thing. boyfriend in the dungeon. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I feed him uh I feed him uh takis in in mm. uh, hot pockets. I would take the takis. <laughs> I tell you the things you hear in a hot topic. These new generations <laughs> right. they just won't know. Um but yeah, so many other games, man. Um, Craftopia, multiplayer survival action game, uh, Dead Static Drive, Top Down. You know, it, the, the list goes on and on. Hello Neighbor 2 is going to be a, uh, a day one hey. launch. Um, that is nice. That's a game that I own on Game Pass. I think I have it through Stadia Pro. I've never, I still haven't touched the original. I've seen people stream it, but I've never been yeah, like, me too. That's, I, I got to play it. Like, have you played Hello Neighbor? So I haven't, but I've seen like every walkthrough possible and a guy that like beat it with, like he did like a speed run through okay. of, of the original hello mm-hmm. uh hello neighbor and it was amazing to see but i felt like once you saw it 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 kind of like took the mystery away from the game like i didn't need to to go any further and explore it myself i saw someone else do it so right. that's a really weird thing to to say that like i've experienced a game but not firsthand only through you know vicariously watching someone else <laughs> and that was enough for me <laughs> so i think it's one of those games where you're right like where, where streamers and like youtube content creators really are the ones that drive it and people like to watch them play it but they don't necessarily want to play yeah. it themselves because when that game was an early access a lot of big names like markiplier were were playing that game so it, it yeah. makes sense but uh, yeah this is finally a proper sequel which i'm glad they're doing because they 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 headed into spin-off territory they did the um the hello neighbor like hide and seek game and there was like one where you like you're an engineer and you like build vehicles and it was just, they were, they were trying too hard to like keep it in universe, but also like, Hmm. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess they were successful enough that people bought them, but um, (laughs) I certainly had zero interest. So that's cool. Oh, so people are talking about this game. That's cool. Um, Nobody saves the world. Um, It is a um, RPG action RPG from the guys that made Guacamelee which is a, visually is a <laughs> nice. very cool game. Um, Drinkbox Studios, which I love that name, um, has revealed it's going to be an action RPG. You can transform into different animals, um, other unique forms, um, and it, it has that, that fun cartoony style that uh, a lot of indie games tend to have. Um, but my goodness, man, this list, you just go down and down. What a morbid name. Nobody saves the world. You, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure right out of the gate with that one. Like, do I even want to play this? Yeah. What existential crisis am I going to have when I'm playing this game? If I realize that all my actions are futile and that the world is going to die anyway, what is it like? Remember that? Remember that movie, Knowing, no. with Nicolas Cage. Did you? Oh well, I got to brush you. up on my cage. Spoiler alert: yeah. Everyone dies. Uh-huh. Everyone dies, and well, not everyone, but that's. I won't say more than that. I won't say more than that. But 
you know, sometimes the futility of trying to save the world is, you know, is lost on humans and you need, <laughs> you know, a rat and a horse to come to the, to the rescue. So let's do it. So here I, I'm, I'm going to call the twist, Bruno. It's going to be like, oh, right. Like there's going to be like some prophecy that nobody saves the world. And they're like, oh, this is so sad. And like you're this character that's trying to trying to beat the odds. Right. And then at the very yeah. end, like when all hope is lost, there's like this character finds out that their name is nobody is nobody yes <gasps> nobody saves the world I've been Boom. through the, Called the twist. you don't need to play the game me. you heard it here folks oh my <laughs> gosh i love it i love those shutter island style twists where you're just like oh my goodness i didn't see it coming and it was right on the back of my hand the entire time yeah. there is a game on this list bruno called kung fu janitor do i need to say anything else nope that's enough for yeah. me i mean that has every bit of my life's ambitions because if you had asked third grade Bruno what he wanted to be when he got older, he would be like, ninja. And then my mom would have been like, okay, realistically, you're probably going to be a janitor. So I would have been like, well, I'm going to be a, a janitor, ninja, janitor, kung fu janitor. And <laughs> you be both. You know. Yeah, don't, don't, don't that tell me what been, to do. They, I, well, I mean, <laughs> listen, listen, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying, but you would have, you, if you saw your high school janitor with like a black belt around him and yeah. like, you know, a, a, a ninja headband. And he was like using his mop as like, you know, a bow staff. Oh, yeah! yeah. Like that. You'd be like, he's doing, he's doing the best he can. Look at him. He's actually pretty good. You wouldn't, you wouldn't give him a second look. You'd yeah. be like, you go janitor, bud. I did have a janitor, bud in high school. Cause when I went to public school, right. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, there was a new janitor. Well, he wasn't new to He was new to me. He wasn't new to the school. Cause he'd been there since, I don't know, it was invented, but, I have never seen a tattoo on a janitor that was more apropos than this man's, which said born to lose right across his <laughs> forearm. I was like, man, at least he's like, at least he knows what's up. And that is why I went to college. I was like, see that man right there? Yeah. He kept me out of out of out of like the juvenile detention yeah. center because any janitor that's got born, born to, to lose, lose yeah. <laughs> tattooed on his forearm. I yeah. mean, the man the man's not expecting much in life. And but you should expect a lot from this Xbox list because it just keeps going. I mean <laughs> There's so many games added. I, I have to just... add in one extra thing there, Bruno, and that is the only uh, kung fu janitor for me is Hong Kong Fui. He was the man oh back in the day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Bringing back some memories there, mm -hmm. right? Some some cartoon. Remember when Cartoon Network actually used to play old school cartoons Before, like, during the during or whatever? The... <laughs> yeah, it spun off. Before things got weird and you were like, the, before the Tim and Eric show. <laughs> before Adult Swim showed up, yeah. After 10 o'clock and people waking up at 3 in the morning are like, what? What is this? What am I? What am I watching? Too many cooks. I don't. Oh my gosh! But <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! Too many cooks. Don't, Seriously, don't, don't don't look that one up. <laughs> listen, listen. No, is is too, okay. So there's too many cooks, right? Is that the is that the like the the fake sitcom yeah. one where the with the crazy guy yeah. who like yeah the murder the, the, oh the knife murder. We're like they, they didn't. They, and it was like a, what what adults would do at like three in the morning was like they they and you can go online and see like the whole playlist that they had of like infomercials or things that were intended to look like it was just something that was airing at three o'clock in the morning like unannounced, um and it like it wouldn't be on the schedule, and then it would happen and you would think like it's a real thing and like you know most people that are awake at like three or four in the morning like oh it was an eleven yeah. minute thing it was in a, this this was no like. <laughs> This is no. It oh gets, my gosh, it gets weird on. fast, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where uh, where Cartoon Network went after uh, after uh, like seven or eight o'clock, whenever whenever that would come on. But yeah, so you know, back into the list here, we've got uh, all sorts of great games. Way to the Woods. We've got uh, the Wild at Heart, and so many games that you know, it, it's great to see that the Xbox Series S and X, and and you know, just just indie games in general are getting their proper spotlight on this console because I'll tell you something Bruno one of the things that Nintendo does best and I, I've heard people talk about this I believe uh, in, in our interview coming up a little bit later um, she did bring this up about how 
Nintendo Switch has been very kind to indie developers and making it very easy to get games on their platform. It's why you see so many indie games, both good and bad, just getting shoveled right on there. Um, and because of that, you know, I think it's good to see other platforms being like, okay, yeah, we have this high-end machine that can play the the greatest games and upgrade your old <laughs> games, but also... Yeah, like we talked about before, let's get those games that focus more on great gameplay and not so much on, you know, ray tracing, you know, 8K graphics, because we just we don't always need that in our games. I don't need to see Mario's nostril hairs. I don't need it. Yeah, exactly. I don't need that. You could. I don't need that in my life. I don't need to see blackheads on on my uh, Call of Duty characters like with customizable (laughs) sliders. Yeah, like yeah. they're like zooming in on like you know his like nostril and stuff. Look at the blackheads right there. Mm. That guy didn't take care of his of his nose when he was a kid. Neutrogena commercial all over the place right here. <laughs> and it zooms out, and you're like, okay, this is a, this is apparently a test for uh, Battle of the New Battlefield game. Yeah, <laughs> didn't know we needed to see that, but thank Thanks you so much. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, hey, one more story to get to before our interview, and that is – this is an interesting one, and more on the tech side, but because it's from it's coming from Razer, it kind of is a, a, a mix between tech and gaming news. And that is this, this mask prototype that Razer put out uh, – this is back in, I think, January at the CES uh, Consumer Electronics Show. Uh, 2021 they they unveiled this this mask and a lot of people are trying to get into the mask business now that may have not been there previously i'm seeing a lot of ads for like designer masks and like 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 functional like high-end like you know stuff with with tech on it but i think razor might be taking it to the extreme here um and originally this thing was called project hazel and it was yep. just a demo, like a lot of things are at CES. But apparently they've gotten enough, you know, the, the metrics are checking out for them that they're like, hey, you can make this and it's going to sell. So they have announced <laughs> that they are going to bring this thing through to production. They don't have a release date yet or a price point. Um, but it, so here's how this thing works. It is going to have an active disc type ventilator, those two like twin, you know, disc ventilators on there that are going to be rechargeable. Yep. So they'll actually be battery powered um, to, oh, wow. to filter out the air. Um, chroma RGB lighting because as we, as we've talked because about, you got to if it's going to yep. be a, a you know a, a razor product, it's got to have something like that. Um, I'm probably yep. customizable. Love it. This is a cool feature though. <laughs> so it, it's a transparent mask. So and that does help because it, being in a line of work where I have to wear a mask eight hours a day, it does get it does get frustrating. Like when people can't read your mouth and you have to have some weird conversations um, with a lot with them talking with the hands. I'm Italiano though, so I can do that. What's the matter for you? Um, <laughs> But um, <laughs> what's the matter with you? It's what's the matter for you? What's the matter for you? Oh, um, what's the matter for yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> Got to get it right, man. Um, Sorry, Vafanopoli. <laughs> what? Vafanopoli? That's what Vafanopoli. Oh. That's what Joey says. To, it, it literally means go to Naples. Nice. I think. Nice. So apparently they don't like people from Naples, I guess. but you know. There you go. But um, yeah, so one of the features on this thing is going to be an actual microphone. So you, I guess you can toggle it on and off um, that the inside of the mask will be able to read what you're saying. And I'm gonna read, it's, that's, that's called a microphone. Um, and then like that's something <laughs> revolutionary. It listens to what you There's say. There's a little tiny, and then it makes it come a little out tiny mouse in there. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to read your lips. His name is Hans. And then transcribe yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so it'll actually project your voice for you if you want to, which is also very practical because like I was saying, it, you, it's, sometimes it can be tough to have a conversation with with a mask on. Um, and I, wow. you know, I, I think there is going to be a, a subset of people, you know, when we're way past, you know, the, the pandemic and everybody's vaccinated that will still want to wear masks out in public. Um, and so I think, that, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. And so this, it makes sense, but you know, Bruno, this thing is going to be like two, $300, right? Oh yeah. I'm and and, and I'm not going to lie, Nick. I want one of them. Like I instantly want one. Yeah. <laughs> like it looks really cool as, as cool as, um, as cool as a mask like that could be, I guess. Yeah. But, um, I mean, they also made, they're doing a lot of weird things. They made $20 reusable straws. I want one of those too. Listen, it's, it's metal and it's retractable and I know it's going to make my Arnold Palmer's taste funny. You know, like that scene in the office when Michael's drinking orange juice from that that metal saber bottle. Oh, that's he's like, right. Oh, tastes like a battery. They got rid of all the disposable <laughs> cups at the water cooler. Yeah. Yeah. 
this is much more uh, eco-friendly. And I yeah. agree. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't understand. I mean, maybe because they realize, like, hey, people only need to buy a keyboard every few years and a mouse every yeah. so often. Maybe we should buy something that's, you know, a little bit smaller on the uh, list there that people can afford. And a uh, $20 uh, reusable straw, straw is definitely affordable. Yeah. But you're right. This is going to be by no means uh, a, a an affordable mask. We're, we're, we're talking at least at least a hundred dollars. I would say you're probably right, but I would say we could see something in the 170, 180 range. They might try and keep it below. Is that your bid? Two hundred. You locking that in? Yeah, that's that's what I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one seventy. Okay. I'm gonna say one seventy. I think that's probably what they'll try and aim for i might be completely wrong yeah. though nick okay. they might come out and be like this is a 300 mask with all that but i can't imagine costing much more than 200 i just yeah. don't think people would would pay for something that expensive but you're right i wasn't at ces and i didn't I didn't know, you know, what what all the big wigs were talking about. One of them might have said, "Oh yeah, get me one of those now." Okay, like, yeah. you know, so yeah. I mean, I just want the RGB lighting, really. So it's pretty fancy. Maybe we can. Just- I've seen some novelty. <laughs> well, I could just that, take like, some glow sticks and tape them to my face and call it a day. You probably could and get the same effect. <laughs> um, all right, so if you're going, if we're going, by, we're going to go by prices, rate rules here. So I'm going to go one dollar, one dollar, Drew, one dollar, Bob. <laughs> One dollar. I'll play the odds. I thought you were going to go like 171. <laughs> I was going to be like, oh, no. <laughs> That's what it would be like if there was like a two person price is right. It would just be the other person. Like, what do you bid? 170, uh, 171, Bob. 171. <laughs> I'm showing my age by saying Bob. I really would. Yeah. Hey, yeah. it's okay. I mean, it's always it's always going to be Bob. Even if it is Drew, it's yeah. just Drew Bob. Drew, like, Drew, it's <laughs> Drew Bob. Oh it's my true, gosh. Bob, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. And I think Razor's, uh, their play here is like with the reusable straws. They like to play to, to fads or just what, what's happening in the moment. Because remember, there was like right back around like 2016-ish, there was that that conversation about, uh, you know, straws and, and disposable straws, the damage they were doing to the environment. So a lot of people were starting to go straw-free to make a statement. And that's probably around the same time that Razor was like, oh, we've got this high-tech reusable straw. Um, so I think we're probably seeing the same thing with, with the masks. I, I just, I can't help but think that like, you know, 20 years from now, we're going to be talking about, Hey, remember that, that, that crazy year in 2021 where everybody <laughs> finally released like high end masks, um, for like a pandemic that was basically over. Like, I don't, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I just feel like a lot of people are going to buy this and it's going to be like a novelty item, like sitting, you know, in there, uh, you're going to find like one at Goodwill for like 10 bucks, like, you know, 10 years later. <laughs> Like the power glove. Like the power glove, you would do if you find that at a Goodwill, snap that up because uh, right. people want that thing for just the collector's value. I just want to wear it. I oh, want to. Yeah. I, I just want to wear it casually around town. Uh, yeah, yeah. When you're like making a purchase or just like anything, like you know, you're at a stoplight and you just want to give somebody the right away. Yeah. You just like you know, you know, give them the the three three quick hand hand wiggles to glove. wave them yeah. through. Yep, and then you just give them the like just yes. power glove right there. It's so bad. Right, exactly. Because yeah, you know, it's, it's a great it's it's a conversation <laughs> piece, right? So someone's gonna say something and you're gonna be like, yep. yeah, I love the power glove. It's so bad. I love the. <laughs> oh man, that's the dream. Oh man, so that's that's what they need to bring back. That's yeah. what really needs to make a comeback. I mean, they they you know, like I said, they're sitting here oh, remaking everything from our childhood, right? Like they they've got the uh, they're gonna come up with the Nintendo sixty four mini. I'm pretty of sure course. they're gonna be releasing that. So I want a power that? glove. You're right mini, because they've right? had motion controls for the last three generations of games. How did they not make a power glove attachment that you just slap the Wiimote right on there? They would have made right? bank Nintendo. Look, seriously, we, you heard it how here many first. times have we given you just liquid gold? You know, like seriously. And this, we're not talking Velveeta here. This isn't cheesy stuff. <laughs> this is the real deal. It's the real deal. Okay. Actual gold. <laughs> If implemented, but uh, my gosh, Bruno. Well, hey, we have got a great interview, like I said earlier, where I sat and talked to one of the uh, producers uh, from Recombobulator Games, so let's take a listen. 
and welcome to the bonus round where we talk to all sorts of gaming content creators all throughout the gaming ecosphere. And today I am joined by Michelle from Recombobulator Games, the lead writer, producer, and also social media manager, as you said in our uh, our pre-interview. You wear a lot of hats. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. Just immensely busy. I'm also running uh, GaryCon, the uh, the convention, which is now online due to COVID. Um, that's also being done, and I'm also help, helping to run that for Fate of the Norns, which I'm writing books for. Um, so I'm also I'm also a moderator at at the current moment, and I I don't know what to do with my life at this point. <laughs> So you came on the show. Yes. When you're when you're almost 40 and you're having a crisis, best thing to do is a podcast. Podcasts, that's right. Everyone's doing it. So, yeah, well, th- thanks so much for coming on the show and, you know, this this uh this game that's coming up, we'll be talking about it in a little bit, but I wanted to focus in on your actual studio, Recombobulator Games, which is really fun to say by the way. <laughs> Um, now, I, I did see on your website that it was founded last year, so right in the height of, of, of this pandemic. Yes. And Luis Alonso, yes. who, who founded it, has a very impressive resume of AAA titles, including Mass Effect, Dead Space, yep. uh, and more. What caused that desire to shift into indie game development? Well, I'm sure you're not. I'm sure you're no stranger, and everybody's been talking about how uh, um, AAA ruins lives, pretty much. Um, that the whole the whole joke is when you're in the industry you go to AAA for the money not for the creativity it's very rare that you go to AAA for creativity there are wonderful games that are AAA that are immensely creative things like the new god of war and uh, like horizon and they're incredible games but oftentimes you know we talk about things like crunch culture uh burnout and i think Luis had about three burnouts and i had i worked in AAA a long time ago i couldn't take it anymore uh, I, wow. I quit to work on books full time, and that's what I'm doing now. And but he was in it for quite a long time. Like you said, he worked for Mass Effect, he worked at Dead Space, Thief, Need for Speed. He's done all these games, and almost maybe every other game he had a burnout, and we we had just had enough. And um, he was working for a studio that actually also just is now in the news for bad press. And uh, he decided in June. He said, you know what? I'm already working from home. This is kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, he, exactly. He does, he, he's already working from home. He does uh, tech anim, tech art. He does everything that you've seen in the trailer. He has done all of that himself. Wow. Uh, so all of the animation rigs, tech art, uh, tech uh, tech anim, uh, all of the characters, everything, the, the crowd simulations, sound, everything. So he said, I just... I'm going to do this myself and I'm just going to do this at home. Obviously, you know, we have other people lined up for other roles, um, but everything that is in the trailer, he did just from sitting at home. And, and that, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. And to him, like that's even even doing all those things at once is nothing compared to, like you're saying, the the crunch culture that, yes. that all these AAA studios have today. It, it's, it's such a shame, isn't it, that, you know, we're in this age of, of like social awareness and, and progression and we know about it. Um, and, and social media and just the internet in general has made us really hyper-focused on like what these developers go through. And yet there doesn't seem to be any kind of push towards normalizing it or finding a way to make it work for you know all parties. Well, what I've found in general is if the game is good, people sort of forgive the crunch because, so for example, something like Witcher 3, which is one of the greatest games certainly of the last 10 years, if not of all time. And yeah. because that game was so fantastic, and because even the expansions were just absolutely incredible, um, everybody was, we knew about the crunch that was going on, but everybody was willing to forgive it. And then you hear about the crunch that went on for Naughty Dog and for, or, or even, um, what was the most recent one? Oh, for, for Cyberpunk. Oh my goodness, I've already forgotten Definitely, about it. Definitely, yeah. Uh, when you hear about Cyberpunk, because the game was not what people were expecting, and even, even for Last of Us 2, because it wasn't what people were expecting, then suddenly every, everybody cares. You're going, no, even if the game is good, you should care. It's just that because the game is good, people are willing to forgive it because, ah, we made art, we made something that is now the the ultimate zeitgeist of gaming culture. So therefore, we are willing to forgive it because the, the people are now a part of a production that is now legendary. Uh, just, it's, I mean, and it's not only games. This is how it is for, for films, for, for music. This is how it is in all of the art scenes. People, investors and people with the money hold you by a chain. And if you do what they want and it happens to turn out great, wonderful. Everybody benefits. You get your lovely bonus at the end of the year. You get to keep your job. Uh, and and that's just how it goes. Uh, if the game, if you 
almost kill yourself making a game working 120 hours a week and the game is bad, well, then everybody wags their finger and has something to say about it. But really, we should be thinking about this all the time. And I see now that now that indie games in the last 10 years, now that indie games are really pushing the creativity forward, a lot more, uh, many more uh, AAA developers who are used to, a lot of them don't leave even with the the burnout because of the job security, right? And especially right. in the COVID times, in the plague times, nobody wants to lose their job, especially if you can have a job working in games and working from home. That's what people want to do. Whereas indie games, of course, it's always been more risky with indie games because you never know whether your game is going to catch on or not. You could make the greatest game in the universe, something like Psychonauts, right? Fantastic game. Now we all know it. It's amazing. I was very lucky to play it when it came out. But I know so many people who didn't and only played it when it when it was re-released. That game, that game, even though it's brilliant, if you listen to Tim Schafer talk about all the different people they had to beg for funding, how the, the company almost went under right at the end. And then I think he said Majesco swooped in and, and helped them with the last little bit, or maybe it was Xbox. I'm not sure which one was which. If you think about the fact that we almost lost that such an iconic studio because of funding and just because they they couldn't finish a game that we were all so excited for and then didn't make very much money at the onset. Now it's unfathomable, but, you know, back in the day, that's just how it was. Now it's a little bit better. Now that we have things like Kickstarter or GoFundMe or BackerKit uh, or even, even just Steam, you can put an early build on Steam and let people play it. Yeah. And I think that now with, yeah, you're right in in the era of Kickstarter and just the incredible communities that have formed on places like Twitter around indie game developers and just people that want to support that style of game, um, that sustainable style of game creation is, yeah, it's very cool to see. And I think we are kind of entering into a different era. And I'll tell you, this is definitely a game that Luis wants to make because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this trailer you just put out, which by the way, I'm glad we got to do this interview after that trailer dropped because seeing a cat in a, (laughs) in, in like this robot outfit is something to behold. Tell me all about this upcoming game space boat. So, um, Luis and I love, we grew up on the old school adventure games. He grew up on um, uh, Space Quest and and things like Mon- in Monkey Island. And I love, we both love Sam and Max, but uh, especially the new ones. I love Sam and Max very much. And even though uh, adventure games are enjoying a good sort of, I wouldn't say renaissance, but they're enjoying a good run in the indie space, especially really good adventure games like Rocky. I don't know if you played it. It's fantastic. Um, I have a few friends on it too. But uh, point and click adventure games have always kind of existed in the PC space, but now with how uh, indie friendly uh, uh, consoles like Switch are, we're getting really good narrative style adventure games. Uh, and e- even things like, um, oh, what's the one everybody likes? Are you talking about like like, like d- dating sims and that kind of thing? Actually, you know, like heavily I, narrative I wasn't, but uh, Life is Strange, that's the one. Oh man, oh, gotcha. oh man, yeah. my brain. Uh, Hello. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but even 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 ones that are just very like Hotoful boyfriend that because you said dating dating sims so that's where my 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 brain went. Um, we're seeing even on PC and Switch, so many more people have more access to different styles of adventure games, whether it be narrative driven or point and click. And um, this is a type of game that he always wanted to make, but uh, that AAA just obviously AAA will say, "Oh, adventure games don't sell. Oh, you can't do anything with that." So they, a lot of AAA studios don't touch adventure games very much unless they're in the PC sphere, and many of them are not. So, uh, rather, I should say PC-only sphere. Um, so he want, always wanted to do something like Space Quest, and he always felt it was a shame that this generation hasn't really uh, connected as much with adventure games that we did when we were younger, because that's all we had when we were younger, uh, were, were point, things like point-and-click adventure games and... Uh, well, I would say maybe we had uh, we had a lot of more Mario stuff, but um, yeah. for for people like us who are not very good at platformers, <laughs> <laughs> we wanted you know when when we were younger, the exploration games we didn't have a Breath of the Wild or Witcher or things like that. Sure. Yeah, so that that's what he wanted to do. But we always thought that the humor was lacking. We had so many more funny games when we were humorous games when we were growing up, Monkey Island and like I said, Space Quest and all that stuff. But so this is what he's always wanted to do. And um, 
now, especially with COVID, now he actually gets to do it. The the whole idea. So we we thought I'm as I said always say before I'm the one who's always pressing him for put more crazy things. I always like to use the line from <laughs> Muppets where it's uh, more cows and chickens and pigs and whatever, and he just that's what he does. He just puts more in. So the cat in the oh. suit actually came. We we thought we wanted a mascot because we wanted to give uh, people a way to. Uh, customize their character but we he had settled on the idea of a muppet style or a muppet looking character very early okay. on and he decided to because uh, we were talking about making making it a mascot we said well if, it, if it's a character that you can constantly change your head or you can change your body why not put whatever in it it doesn't matter and of course Just put a cat in there. there come on and we we have we have two cats and the one that you see in the suit is domino that's our our older cat oh i love it yeah and so he yeah. he he took a picture i took a picture of her he modeled it he, he put it in zbrush and he modeled her and he shoved her in the suit and that was and that was it and um I we actually had to have a different logo for the studio, but I kept pressing it. Please put the cat in the suit as the logo for the studio. So that's that's <laughs> how. But uh, the 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 game is you play as a uh, a space cat who you're you're bipedal, but you have to fit in with all the Carpathians and all the other aliens that are around. Um, so you get in your spacesuit and you are trying to find uh, an international jewel thief. So it's we, we wanted gameplay that's kind of a cross between uh, an adventure game and then maybe something like Persona without the battle system. So something where you have um, a day, uh, either a day-night cycle or you have a, uh, a cycle where you do an activity and then time passes. So, uh, But it is going to be a traditional adventure game, much in the vein of Sam and Max. Gotcha. So yeah, I, I had to laugh a little bit. You know, when I was, when I was watching the trailer, um, one of the characters that was prominent in there was Dale the Whale, <laughs> who I guess his whole thing is that he, you know, he, you run into a paywall and he's kind of there to kind of poke some self-aware humor about the way that modern day games are monetized. Yeah. I, re I recall something similar in uh, Ukulele. Yes. They did this because Platonic, you know, formerly Rare, they, they, they love that kind of meta humor um, with the snake that made literal paywalls that would stop your progress that you had to, to buy. <laughs> your way through i love that type of humor and especially after reading your website taking shots at this kind of practice and game seems to be a recurring theme for your studio so i think there might be a couple beefs in there what specific types of monetization bother you personally the most um he has more Luis has more of a difficulty with it than i do so for example okay. i don't mind uh a free game that has let's say uh pay stuff so uh the the big one that everybody's on right now is uh was a genshin impact yeah. I played it. I had no problem with it. I played it for maybe about 10 hours and I was done with it. But that was fine because I paid $0 for it. But if you ask mm -hmm. him, he says, no, that's not acceptable because then they get you with uh, characters that you want or weapons that you want. And I don't have a problem with customizing stuff. So if people, if you give somebody a game and then you want to put little extra, sprinkle in little extra customizations that have no effect on gameplay, I'm fine right. with that because I'm not really tempted by that. But I can understand how certain people would be, especially if, let's say, they have gambling difficulties, how the second that you see something that you're tempted by, and then even though it doesn't affect gameplay, but other people are going to know that you have it, okay, I can understand how maybe that's not acceptable, but personally, it doesn't affect me. He's the complete opposite. Any, if you pay for a game, any sort of monetization should be completely outlawed unless it's an expansion, like the old school way of doing things. Whereas if you pay $50, $60 for a game, you should get the full experience. There shouldn't be any of this Ubisoft, oh, well, here's $50 for a game. And then it's $5 if you want this. And then it's, oh, another $6 if you want this complete costume that gives you this ability in the game. Yeah. I, I just played, what was it, uh, Immortals, Phoenix Rising. and Right, yeah. Yeah, they had that in there. And yeah. I was I was very disappointed. I have friends who worked on that game, so I decided to so I decided to get it, and yeah. uh, and support them, even though I am not a fan of Ubisoft's uh, business practices. So yeah. I got it, enjoyed it, and then I started noticing that every time that you leveled up, they constantly put the, this, this little hint of, oh well, if you go talk to this character, he's got this for you. And so I went, and of course. It's all oh, but you need you need coins, and if you want coins, you have to pay real money. And I went, all right, this is this is ridiculous now, and I just stopped playing, and I yeah. I was really disappointed. I you know that that's a full price game. That's not acceptable. Oh, of course, no that that specific game, you know, and you're right. It is it is a shame because it's 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 a good kind of like Breath of the Wild clone. 
that yeah. like the actual gameplay is very very good but yeah, yeah the battle system was fun yeah and like even like missions where they like will send you in and be like oh well this is actually a teaser for like some upcoming content that you need to you know pay full price mm-hmm. for and yeah there was definitely way too much monetization for a game that had a lot of self-aware humor but uh yeah it, it seems like so many so many m- models of monetization are being tried and it's always about pushing the envelope to see what the market can can stomach and then when it doesn't work or you get big blowback like uh battlefront 2 with ea that you know mm-hmm. you start to see the industry maybe take a, a step or two back but uh yeah it, it's well i mean it they didn't learn very much because look what happened with the fifa scandal <laughs> recently oh of course so you know yeah the, the, they'll try and then they wait a bit and then, the, you know, until people forget and then they'll put out, I mean, I haven't played an EA game in so long, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, the, the, they'll, they'll do whatever they can get away with. They get negative press, but they still get money from the whales. And that's, that's, that's where Dale the Whale comes in. So there's always <laughs> going to be one person, because everybody keeps saying, why do they keep getting away with this? Because there are people who will still give them money. Yeah. And as long as they get money, they won't stop doing it. So that's where Dale the Well comes in, where he's got his like his three three screens going on at once, where he's <laughs> tapping all of his. Uh, if you actually, I mean, in game when you can't see, I don't know if you can see it very well in the trailer, but on his, Luis actually made a GIF of him tapping a loot box, and you can actually see that he's just tapping, and loot boxes are opening, and just they just oh, keep opening. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that 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 right there is monetization at its worst for me. Is it, yes, yeah. but just to be clear, there is no monetization in Facebook. Of course, it's, of it's, course, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that 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 would be the wrong kind of like of meta. <laughs> We're making fun of it, and then then you know pay pay ten dollars to continue. Um, but no, so on your website, you know, it mentions the idea for Spaceboat. It goes as far back as the late 80s. And what yep. I'm seeing there on the website, it's alluding to the fact that it, the concept came to Luis as a child with all sorts of, of drawings and sketches. Uh, what, what's it like to see a game materializing that conceptually started 30 years ago? Well, this started, I mean, he, he started doing this as his own, uh, his own universe when, when he was younger and first, first he made it, in, uh, he, he did it, I think as a short story, then he did it into a comic and then it just kept going. And then, uh, and then he did it into a TV series when he was older, wow. when he, he started actually, he, when he saw reboot for the first oh, time, I love reboot. Yeah, you know it's funny is every time I mention that everybody goes, "Oh my God, reboot! Let's be best friends." Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> but he he saw reboot, and at the time he was actually an accountant, and and he said, "Oh no, I have to do this." And he he quit being an accountant. He uh, learned soft image by himself. That tells you how old he is. He learned soft image by himself, and then he actually got to work with the people who worked on reboot. Oh my gosh! At, and they taught him how to animate. Yeah. And he and so he worked on and uh, shows like Fred the Caveman. And he at this time he was then animating uh, his own stuff at home, and he was trying to because you know there was no there was no Kickstarter. Yeah. Twenty five years ago, there was none of this. So he was animating it, and he was sending tapes out to people to try to get the show the television series about this universe on the run nothing came back so he was he's always wanted to do this and he's always had ideas and he's always made um, little videos and concepts here and there but he was never able to do it in this kind of space i was really the one who pushed him yeah (laughs) i pushed him to do this because i kept saying look at this game this game got two million dollars and nobody knows who they are so why (laughs) it's fun because he keeps saying he used to say things like oh no no one knows the things i worked because you don't tell anybody you don't tell anyone so uh i am the one who stood behind him with the the spear in the back going get out there and do it you know but but secretly you just wanted to get your cat in the in the spacesuit Yes, yeah. That, that, uh, that's, that's really the whole game. point of this. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's not only you, you will not only have a choice of of mascot, but you'll have a choice of cat. Amazing. Because Domino is the female cat okay. and then the male cat is going to be Siegmeier our other cat. I love it. I'm all about it. And uh yeah, that's it's just so great to see games like this in the indie space where it's just somebody making almost like a passion project that you know other people can get around and uh it's it's good you know that you're kind of there pushing him in the right direction and i wouldn't say the right direction i'm just pushing a direction (laughs) a direction 
but uh, that's incredible that he got to work with the people on reboot by just like sheer force of will i mean yeah. like how few people can say like they're just like yeah i'm gonna do that and then you know within such a short span of time like actually you know get very it, well far. it was a different it was a different space 25 years oh, yeah. ago but he but uh, after reboot finished some of the people that were working on reboot i think it was raincoat uh uh, rain rain something rainmaker haha rainmaker brain is brainy uh he he came uh he decided to work in tv here and then just by coincidence the people that he was working at i believe at tube studios um that they were people who had worked on reboot and had come here for work yeah so i don't know that he i don't think that he actually emailed somebody saying hey could you come here and let me work with you i think they just happened to be here at the same time that's awesome well hey you know this is such a great uh, looking game i'm excited about it i'm with you i i love that return to that sierra you know style of of humor in in point and click adventure games that we kind of lost with that era um so i'm very excited to see more of this to our listeners if you want to check them out uh the description for this podcast we're going to have the link to their twitter as well as their website so you can see the trailer and see all the cool stuff we're talking about and see cats and space suits nothing better than that and uh yeah michelle thanks so much for coming on thank you for having me this is so fun and we are back and bruno that is a a very cool interview you know it's 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 cool to see such a a, an iconic concept for a game kind of come to life i was really glad uh, that we were able to see the trailer which had just released a little while before um we had that interview um, with recombobulator games what did you think there were so many points made within that interview that it was almost bittersweet you know when you talk to somebody who's so deep into video games and has been um involved in AAA games you know how difficult it can be to to not only please the the powers that be but also try and be creative in that same same realm and you know it's hard to be creative in a corporate world. It really is when stuff just needs to be cranked out. And, you know, like we were talking earlier, I miss the days of your ye oldie games that came with everything prepackaged, ready to go. Like I, I miss the fact that I wasn't going to have to have a day one update to get this content that should have been there or stuff that's hidden behind a paywall. You know, you, you guys mentioned EA and I couldn't agree more. I'm, I'm currently getting through what should be close to the final battle pass for F1 2020. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the cosmetics that they've released in this, they call it the podium pass. Yeah. Um, and the podium pass should have been included in the original game. I look back at like F1 2019 and F1 2018 and some of the same designs from those games were now locked behind a paywall yeah. in F1 2020. And I, hope that that's not the future of of games like that i hope that we can move to something that is a is a combination of both where you you have enough content to give a, a solid performance a solid package of game to to uh, a gamer and then on top of that provide something amazing afterwards that's truly what you know building an awesome video game and a community is about so it's i'm glad to see that there's still people out there that hold that truth like very close to them and and want to provide that for gamers because i think we've become numb to it yeah like you know like I, we're we're at this position where it seems like we're we're just so used to not getting a complete game that we're almost expectant of yeah. it you know, and now it's starting to impact the way that games are sold. People are less involved in pre-orders. I know myself have pre-ordered a game and I can't remember how long, even with some of the digital things yeah. that you get, because you're like, it's not worth me spending the money beforehand. I can wait a couple days, hear what the review might be. And if it stinks, then I've saved myself 
the money, you know, it's like I said, another reason why uh, having the battle pass is so valuable because it's, you know, this upfront cost that I can try out a game and it's like being at the buffet, right? You know, it's not about, it's not about quality. It's about quantity yep. and variety. And that's something that um, I feel like uh, is, is going to be needed moving forward in the game realm. And I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm glad to see these smaller studios like Among Us and, and Fall Guys really, you know, bring their A game and be yeah. like, hey, guess what? Like, it's it's not just the big guys. You know, I th- think about Rocket League. Rocket League is a perfect example, mm-hmm. actually, because it really did start as what was it what was it like battle cars super exploding battle yeah, cars yeah it was like a something. really long like teenage mutant ninja turtles like super power like rocket car yeah <laughs> yeah super battle powered rocket cars yeah. or something and then they were just like let's just rebrand it a little bit yeah. and call it rocket League. and they're coming out on mobile and boom soon. yes yeah. i yes they do have a new mobile mm-hmm. mobile iteration coming up with a bunch of swiping which i mean is just going to be perfect for for rocket league It'll so work. yeah y- you know like like I said, very, very interesting interview and and definitely one that, you know, my heartstrings kind of went out just because I was like, you know, that, you know, we talk about crunch time. We we read this stuff a lot on different different news sites. And and sometimes it just doesn't really hit home until you actually talk to somebody yeah. that's like, yeah, we had to make that hard decision of leaving and starting something new because we felt like our creative ambition was being hindered and we weren't able to provide people with what we initially set out to do, which was make an amazing game. So, yeah, I think the longer that this goes on of this of this game crunch culture. Culture that, like I said in the interview, we're aware of it, and yet no one is really making an, an attempt to try and solve it um, because we, as yeah. gamers, kind of let it happen with things like pre-orders. But you know, it, it's I'm not, not to say the gamers are the are the are the, are the problem. You know, it, it, oh, it's yeah. a it's a it's a problem on on so many fronts, but especially the people at the yeah. top. But you know, it's oh, yeah. it's a shame, and I think that the longer that it goes on, the more that you're going to have these you know former AAA developers go on. Uh, to make their own game and that's not a shame because that's awesome you know yeah. you're, you're 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 branching out you're making what you want to make and that's why we want to have these bonus round interviews is to spotlight these yeah. people and say hey these guys are out there you know this is a passion project they're making something that they want to play and that that you want to play hopefully too so make sure to check them out at recombobulator games the link to their twitter um, is going to be right there on the description for this podcast you can go there check out the trailer for space boat chapter one it looks like a lot of fun cat in a space suit what <laughs> else do you need to know um seriously yeah and uh, it's, it's gonna it's, it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun so i know i'll be there um but bruno that's gonna about do it for today's podcast want to send out a special a shout out to our supporters on patreon special thanks to nick nick uh not me that's Woo! not me no, her name she, she wouldn't be known as nick nick um and hey if, <laughs> if you want to shout out at the end of each episode or exclusive bonus content and even exclusive merch that you can't get anywhere else Make sure to back us on Patreon. It means the world to us. Patreon.com slash quit the bill to support us today. Every tier is going to get access to those bonus episodes that we'll be putting out putting out monthly, as well as a shout out at the end of each episode. So again, special thanks to Nick Nick for your support. We do appreciate that very much. Thank you so much, Nick Nick. Oh my. Listen, I'm gonna tell you one thing. I was a little, a little, little sad that it wasn't. That it wasn't some big burly man out there wanting to get a little closer to an older lady, but I'll take it. We love you, Nick Nick. So, I mean, we're gonna put that one on the back burner because you don't want to let her out of yeah. the out of the uh, you know bag too often. But <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening and being a part of the QTB podcast. You can be sure to uh, follow us all over the all over the we're everywhere. We're on TikTok. Exactly. We're we're down with the talk now. Yeah. Okay, the kids the kids apparently dig dig some millennial humor. I guess. And uh, if you dig millennial humor, uh, you can always follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. That's where all the old people are. Uh, Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> Discord. It's not wrong. And of course, yeah, it's true. And of course, we have a Patreon, and we've got some sweet, amazing merch that you can check out on quitthebuild.com/slash/community. I mean, we've got the the plops. 
The plops are in there. We've got Humpkin Springleaf. I mean, you just gave a a whole list of amazing, like funny names that I've given you over the over the past. Yeah, we put it on Twitter. We're the just full <laughs> list. I got to add to it now. We're just gonna have a whole T-shirt one of these days of the yeah. <laughs> of all the names that you've gotten over over the uh, uh, episodes. But for Nick, I'm Bruno, and for Bruno, I'm Nick. Peace out. What a deal. <laughs> <laughs>